If I were starting from today, knowing what I know, I would focus on Web3 because none of them know how to do marketing. They've overraised a ton of money and I know that space well and I'm passionate about it. True people that are trying to build in Web3, like they're using Web2 technologies, like yeah. Web2 audiences. SEO is a lost art because people like to pay attention to the shiny object. SEO will never die. Like I know people like Gary Vee are like, oh yeah, SEO is dying, it's dead. If humans are searching for stuff, yeah. it's not going to die. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to an episode of Circle of Greatness. As I keep telling you, I am bringing you some of the brightest, some of the best entrepreneurs in the world. And this is somebody I actually been admiring for a long time. I'm in this actual mastermind, just all around amazing guy. When I talk about building eight and nine figure companies, like just an amazing entrepreneur, and I get the chance to bring them to y'all. Without further ado, I want to introduce agency owner, entrepreneur, Serial entrepreneur, all-around amazing person, Eric Sue. What's up, my brother? Thanks for having me, Neil. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks so much, man. So um, I'm just grateful you're on, man. As I got to give you your flowers. I, I I told you this once, but your podcast is by far is my top three favorite podcasts in the world, right? And it's just the idea of being able to come on, learn something within five to eight minutes, bro. It's just it's powerful. So thanks for that, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. people like you that keep us going. Yeah, man. How long have you been in just this digital, this digital world? Like, cause I feel like you, you are weird in the car just talking like, yeah, I was in that mastermind eight years ago. Like how long have you been in this world and who actually exposed you to it? Yeah. So I've been in the digital space for like 14 years. Wow. Yeah. And, um, how old are you? If you don't mind, I'm 36. Okay. So 22, you got started 22, 23, yep. something like that. Yeah. Yep. And, and, um, I was working a dead end job coming out of college. So yeah. I, I went to, I went to good public school. I went to UC okay. San Diego. Right. Okay. And I was like, Oh, look at me. Like, yeah. and then the only job I could get was a data, data entry job. So I was yeah. making like 32 grand a year. Yeah. And I was like, man. And then, um, I would go to work every day. I just, you know, come to work early, play poker in the background, not do any work and leave at like 2 PM. Yep. Had no motivation. And then my friend was like, Hey, you should check out this digital marketing thing. And then she now works at Airbnb. Um, but through that, I kind of never looked back. And then, um, you know, I just, after that, man, I, I played a lot of games growing up, right? Yeah. Digital marketing was the first thing I was like, man, this actually feels like a game. Yeah. And then I realized it's not digital marketing. It's actually business. That's the yeah. biggest game. What was your first entry into when she said that? What, what Digital marketing is such a wide array of things because I know you run an agency. You do a bunch of different things, investor, serial investor. like NF, You got a lot going on. But when you started, what was the first introduction to digital marketing yeah. like what did you do first yeah so i think for anyone tr trying to start in the space um i picked up a free internship so i was working that job right so i, I got a job a free internship so they didn't pay me but when i got home instead of like just messing around at like 3 p.m or so i just study until about 11 or 12 p 11 or 12 a.m really and then um by that time I it took me about three months to go through that internship. They gave me all the courses in the world. I started learning SEO. I started learning all these things. And then I actually t ended up taking a, a, a marketing kind of general, generalist job at an e-commerce company. Then I took on an SEO role. Like I changed five jobs in the next 12 months and my parents were freaking out. But like, I just kept not necessarily chasing the money, but I was chasing, as long as I felt like I was growing more, I would just keep ch changing jobs. Cause I, I didn't care about loyalty. I didn't care yeah. about 401k, all this yeah. stuff. I didn't care about pension. Yep. I just like, I need to learn, right? Yep. And that's mm -hmm. how I learned. It's so funny. You say, I, I tell people this, I think this is important and this varies on the subject, but I don't believe you should work a job if you're not learning. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I believe when you're working a job and I'm, I'm like pro do your own thing, go out on, like I'm pro like, be a full-time entrepreneur if you can, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to work a job, I tell them 
you should be learning on the job, right? We were at Top Golf literally yesterday, yeah. and a gentleman came up to us like, "Hey, what? Like, hey, what do you? You inspire me, Neo? Give me some tips." And the first one, I was like, probably working here. Like uh, one of my guys meet was like, he mentioned something and I'm like, yo, if you're going to work a job, it needs to be something related to what you want to do. Top golf is nothing wrong with top golf, but you're a trader. Yeah. You're you want to be an entrepreneur like you need to go intern. Right. I tell my videographer, one of my videographers, Andrew, I'm like, hey, whether you stay here forever or not, at least you're going to learn a whole lot about business, seven, eight, nine-figure conversations daily. You're going to learn how to become a better leader. You're going to learn how to run, like, learn at least. Yeah. So I think that's a – I'm happy you said it because anybody listening to this, I want them to know the importance of learning while working. You know Warren Buffett, right? So yeah. Warren Buffett, you know Charlie Munger, right? They're yeah. billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of Uncle Warren, Uncle, Uncle um, Munger. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Like, <clears throat> when – Warren was actually, I think it was Warren that was interning for Benjamin Graham, who's one of the greatest investors. Like he wrote this book called Intelligent Investor. Um, Benjamin Graham's like, you know, I think Warren, it was, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll work for you for free or whatever. Right. And, um, he, and then um, Benjamin's like, dude, no, like you should be paying me to work here. Cause you're going to learn so much. Yeah. And that's like, if you find a job where you feel like that's a situation where maybe you should be paying them, yeah. that's probably the right spot to go. Yeah. To. I tell people, I'm like, listen, you know, a lot of these roles I have, I'm like, I probably can find somebody who will want to do this for free or pay me to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pay yeah. because of the 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 information, just mm-hmm. what was what's possible. Yeah. Just being in the environment. Proximity people, is everything. People don't know what they don't know. So yeah. 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 So you started with SEO and how long like tell me what's the next thing you did? Did you start an uh, agency? Did you what was the next thing after how long were you dabbling with job to job to job yeah. to job? So that after I started learning 12 months, I changed five jobs. I worked at an agency doing SEO. I worked at like an e-commerce company. Yep. Um, we sold like truck parts, right? It yep. was called four wheel parts. Um, worked there for like a month. And then I, I ended up becoming an SEO strategist at this company called Break Media. And they owned a bunch of like mm. uh, properties. Um, and I actually got fired. You know, I got fired. I got fired because I was getting bored at that job. So they're, you know, I was getting paid like 80 grand a year or whatever. I was like 24 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I was like, oh. Um, I started getting bored. I was like, I don't feel like I'm learning anymore. And so then I, I decided to start like a consulting thing. And one of the leads actually reached out to the front desk to inquire about like, hey, how's it working with Eric, right? So they told the front desk the next day, the COO calls me in and then I'm fired for wow. for starting, like for having a side hustle, wow. right? Which is crazy to me. Cause like I am a big proponent of people having side hustles yep. as long as they're not competitive. Yep. So then I got fired and then I wasn't scared when I got fired. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I can do my own thing now. And, um, then I just started every day. Like this was like, again, 12, 13 years ago. I, we didn't have loom. We couldn't make recordings easily. Mm-hmm. Right. I would just like make 20 minute videos record. I would find someone's email, um, do it for like, you know, Nike or L'Oreal, or I just make like 20 videos a day, 20 minutes each, just analyzing their websites. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the, the emails would go through, but I just kept sending them. Right. Wow. Eventually it worked. It got to one guy, and then one guy ended up paying me like thirty grand a month to do SEO, and I was like twenty five years old. Thirty thousand a month. Thirty grand a month, yeah. Wow. And another guy, I, I put myself on the like it's now called Upwork, but back in the day it was Elance, right? Yeah. And on Elance, um, I was working for twenty five dollars an hour, and this one guy's like, "Dude, can I just hire you? Like, I'll pay you three hundred grand a year, and I'll yeah. give you like five percent profit share." Yeah. But you got to move to Philly, yeah. and you guys are from Philly. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm not moving to Philly. It's yeah. too cold." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but like that just goes to show you, like it wasn't like I was like amazing or anything. I just compounded my skills in a very short amount of time, yeah. and it's not like I'm smart. It's just like 
I just got hungry. Yeah. So it's just like you got to find what's interesting to you and just triple, quadruple down on yeah. it. I got to ask you this because, I mean, we got to go, like, again, my podcast, I told you I want to make it almost like a master class. And I'm always learning. I still to this day, and I and I may be wrong, I don't fully grasp what SEO is. Mm-hmm. Um, could you give me a, I want a crash course on what SEO is and then how can I me Neil, what can I do? How can I start adopting this and yeah. whether my business or the ones that I acquire, I, I need to, yeah. cause we were learning about SEO earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yo, I still need more. Yeah. We'll go with like what the, what I do if I were Neil and yep. then what, what I would do if, if I were starting out. Perfect. So we'll just starting out first. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so if I were starting, like when I started out doing SEO. Um, what does SEO stand for? Search, search. engine optimization, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so when you go on Google, when you search for like white shoes or basketball shoes or whatever, it's like the, the ads are the ones that show up first. It, it says ads on it. And then you have the organic results. That's SEO, right? And when you rank highly on SEO, like you're going to get the, the first three results typically get the line share of the clicks. If you get more clicks, you have a conversion rate on your website. So every like one to 100 people that buy on your website that's a 1% conversion rate, right? Yeah. Then you just figure out what your average order value is. And then you can figure out like, oh, if I'm able to drive this amount more traffic, I'm going to get this amount more revenue. So SEO seems like this black box because it's like, wait, so how do you get like the the, the number one, two, three rankings, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's very simple. Still in, in you know, today we're recording and um, let's just call it the 2020s, right? We'll yeah. make this evergreen. Yeah. Um, yeah. We... The top two factors when it comes to SEO are content and links. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh yeah, you gotta create content. Well, that doesn't really help me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta figure out, you know, one, you gotta have a great, you know, sure you have to have a great title, you have to have good data in there, you have to do your keyword research, you gotta figure out what your customers want, yep. right? But then afterwards, where where people mostly miss is they forget about the links portion. So if you start a brand new website, yeah. like links are like those blue things that you click, right? I hope yeah. we all know what links yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, cool. But like the more links you have, the more um, votes of confidence that you have and it, it, the search engines see that. They're like, oh, there's so many sites linking and like these sites are actually legit websites. Yeah. So like if you're linking from like CNN or Nike or whatever, that's like super legit versus like, you know, Eric's brand new website. Yeah. Um, those might have a score of like, you know, 90 out of 100. So to give me an example, I got a blog, right? Neil's blog where or, or a newsletter. Yep. And my newsletter is teaching people how to grow and start companies. So is this example of, hey, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Leveling Up by Eric Sue, and it's a link there? Is that? Yeah, that's an example of a link. Uh, okay, yeah. got it. You're asking about links, right? Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. making sure. Exactly. So the more links I have on the mm-hmm. site, the mm-hmm. better you're saying. Yeah, and th- this is where it gets a little technical, so let okay. me know if I'm, I'm going a little too deep. Okay. But um, your score, your domain authority or your domain rating, so you can use these SEO tools, it's, it'll score your site on a scale of 0 to 100, right? Yeah. The higher it is, the easier it is for you to rank for other things. So, for example, our website uh, on Single Grain, the agency that I have, our domain rating is about an 80, right? And that means whatever we tend to publish around marketing, mm-hmm. because we publish so, more, so much marketing stuff, yeah. will rank highly. So, if you search for my website, like, we rank for a lot of agency stuff, like marketing agency, paid media agency, CRO mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. right? We rank, like, top five for, like, all of those. Yeah. Um, but that, I'll just tell you, I'll experience share first, and we'll go into the weeds more. Yeah. Um but when I first took over Single Grain, the ad agency, so I didn't found the company. I took it over um, back in 2014. Yeah. And, you know, the site was only getting like 2,000 visits a month. When you say took it over, did you acquire it or work there? I acquired it, work? yeah. Okay, and I'll it. share the story in, okay. in a bit, too. All right, that, that, all right, good. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, we weren't getting much traffic at the time. It was like a crappy website. But what I did was I would guest post, meaning that like, Neil, let's say you have a blog. I would go post on your blog, but I'll link back to my website. But I would post on like, you know, HubSpot's website. I would post on Social Media Examiner. Like these are legit websites, right? And I would always have it linked back to my site. And then over the next three to four years, I started ranking number one for like digital marketing agency, right? And that's mm -hmm. how we started getting clients like Uber, like Amazon and things mm -hmm. like that. But the problem, most people don't like talking about SEO because like TikTok's fast, right? YouTube yeah. shorts is fast. Yeah. YouTube's a lot slower, yeah. but when you do shorts like LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, mm -hmm. you get the, the the quick like, you know, gratification. LinkedIn got shorts now, right? No, they, they, took, the, they took that away. Okay, right. um, okay. Or they took stories away. Okay. But LinkedIn has, um, they have long form, but the organic reach is really good. So it's yeah. like, People are like, yeah, why should I touch SEO if I'm like getting good organic reach? The problem with that is like, like investing, you guys are, you know, business people, right? Like you got to think long-term, like Uncle Warren, long-term, right? It's, mm -hmm. I don't care about the short-term stuff. Like if you really believe in Bitcoin, like it's long-term, right? Yeah. Who cares about the fluctuations? Um, SEO is the same game. It's a long-term game. It's going to take you three to four years to build from scratch. But once you get there, like the best entrepreneurs I know, like we're going on a trip in Turkey in a couple months, like all of them are good at SEO, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all in different businesses. Some are doing like 50 million a year, 80 million a year, 300 million a year. We all know Is that SEO. a mastermind in Turkey? That's, um, it's like a separate thing. Yeah, okay. the, we all pay costs. No okay. one's making any profit. Okay. We're just going, right? Got so it. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I need yeah, to yeah, be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like the, the key thing is like um, SEO is a lost art because people like to pay attention to the shiny object. Like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm a marketer, right? Like I like all the new stuff. But like, if you know that, like you have such a weapon and SEO will never die. Like I know people like Gary Vee are like, oh yeah, SEO is dying. It's dead. You know, dude, if humans are searching for stuff, yeah. it's not going to die. Like right. maybe the formatting changes a little, maybe it's yeah. chat GPT in the future, yeah. who knows, but it's going to, it's still going to be there. Yeah. That's good, man. So, so, so let just, so somebody, a client like a Uber and I don't need, what do a type of company like that pay SEO like yeah well for them these they, bigger companies they came through SEO but they paid for paid media so they were paying um I think it was like 80 or 100 grand a month which was our management fee wow um and it was for recruitment so they're doing it for employer branding at the time wow yeah and then we worked with Lyft as well in their enterprise and B2B yeah. um, that's a whole nother story but like so just so I understand what single grain is you are using SEO to acquire these larger companies but when they come to single grain I ran ads to hire people for Uber. Is that so yeah. single? Do you do Facebook ads, Instagram? Yeah. We, so we do, we do paid search. We do paid social. We do yeah. Amazon. We yeah. do Spotify, like podcasts. Yeah. It's just wherever the people are hanging out. Mm -hmm. so. And do you have, for your agency, is there a limit? Like, like, yo, I don't work with people under $50,000 that paying me a month. Is it a limit? Yeah. It used to be like 50,000 and up only for ad spend, but we've, yeah. because we get so many SMB leads, so I get a couple hundred leads a month. Yeah. Um, we've opened it up because we just the majority of our leads are like SMB, right? Yeah. So we started to open that up a little more. Yeah. Um, so we're more flexible now. And then for the ones that we don't take. And explain what SMB for somebody who don't SMB's know. SMB is small business. Yep. Mm -hmm. The great thing though is like, let's say we get four or 500 leads a month, right? Yep. The majority we can't serve. And so we refer, let's say 50% of them out to smaller agencies. Mm -hmm. And we might take like a, you know, piece like a, a piece of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. we were talking about that earlier, yeah, right? Yeah. And then um, we take the bigger ones and we cherry pick them. And we might, you know, we'll just continue growing my lead flow. Like this year, my goal is to triple the lead flow to maybe like 1500 a month or yeah. so, and then just keep growing that. But like, again, that's the power of SEO. I'm compounding on what I already have. Wow. So now we talking about me now, what do I do? Yep. <clears throat> so for you, you let, let's say you have like, you know, 
a couple hundred grand or a couple million dollars to yeah. set aside for this, right? Yeah. If I were you, like, you know, we're impatient, we're entrepreneurs, yeah. right? Like, I would just go buy websites. Yeah. And so, like, you know, in your space right now, you talked about, like, you know, um, you know, the... I'm not going to use that word, but right, your space, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, I'm sure there's a lot of publications out there where they're monetized through AdSense, right? So yeah. AdSense is basically when um, you visit a website and you see a lot of these Google ads um, and, you know, it says like ad choice or whatever, yeah. like those, that's Google serving ads um, for that website. And then basically they will pay that website. So the publisher, they'll pay them 70% usually and Google will take 30%. So it's actually very lucrative, yeah. right? But when people do that, that usually means they don't know how to monetize their site well. Yeah. So that's your opportunity to come in and say, hey, I'll tell you what, how much are you making right now? I'm making like, you know, 200,000 a year. Okay, I'll give you 400,000 or 500,000, whatever. Yeah. And then that's where you can, you know, the things we're talking about in the car, yeah. you can, you know, do like a small down payment and like, you know, seller finance it over like four years or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. That means breaking the payments out yeah. over four years yeah. and them carrying the note. Yeah. Um, at that point, you're buying a site that has a high domain authority and maybe it's getting a couple hundred thousand business a month. Now you just drive it to your stuff, you know, uh -huh. Neil's mastermind, Neil's products, right? Uh -huh. Neil's e email list. Like you're going to be able to monetize way better. Yeah. So, wow. Jeez. So I need to, I gotta, I gotta hurry up. And this is part of my, I guess a part of my, me acquiring business strategies anyway. So mm -hmm. let's talk to, so we got people listening and I want to start an agency. Mm -hmm. I don't want to start, but I'm saying what would be the first steps to start? Like, I want to go out and start me an agency to start generating anywhere from ten to a hundred thousand dollars a month, and then also want to talk about generating, you know, six high six seven figures yeah, a yeah. month because that's only one client yeah. for you. So, yeah. what what should somebody do? Yeah, I'll just go back to like the day when I got fired, right? Yeah. So, like, I um, so sure I had a, the client that was paying the thirty grand, but before I got there, to mm -hmm. rewind a second, I had clients that were paying like you know, 1500 a month or 2000 a month. So yeah. like when you're starting in the beginning, like you, you don't get to choose your niche. Yeah. Like people talk about niching down and all that, right? Like picking a category, you, you got to put food on the table. So you got to yeah. take whatever you can get, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get slapped around, like people are going to, you could get the worst clients in the world, but like you got to kind of have, you have to learn to earn, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to get slapped around a little bit. That's cool. Um, and like for me, I was like on Elance, I was doing all these like odd jobs, right? But then I started to realize, oh, like my category is actually like working with SaaS clients, right? Or e-commerce. Yeah. I'm going to focus. If you're doing agency, they, when they say niche down, focus on the category, it's really three or four. It doesn't have to just be one. Got it. Right? Um, so I started out, you know, making 1500 2000 And here's the thing. You talk about making like 100 grand a month. Like you only need like 10 clients paying you eight grand a month, right? Mm -hmm. Or eight, three, 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 right? Yeah. Um, and you're good. Yeah. You're, and so like, it's actually not that hard. And so I think agencies are one of the greatest businesses to start in the beginning because like you, there's not a lot of capital expenditure, right? So yeah. CapEx. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you fail, like at least you tried, at least you learned a lot. Yeah. And then like, it's such great cash flows. Mm -hmm. Like let's say you're making a millionaire. You can probably take like half of that or more than half of that home if yeah. you want. I'm not like that. Like entrepreneurs, like if you really want to grow, you reinvest for the next couple yeah. of years. You don't have any like mortgage. You don't have a family to worry about, like all in, right? Go for the next decade. Yeah. Um, and then you just, you're building enterprise value in your company. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, um, the event I just did, like, you know, my podcast co-host, Neil, like he's compounded his brand over the years, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, that's why in like five years, he's built like a nine figure agency, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I just think it's, even if you don't want to do that, you can take that cash flows, go invest in stocks, go invest in whatever you like. Yeah. 
I just think the best, the best return, like I had the data, Neil has the data too. Like we've compared numbers. We're just like, dude, the best thing is just to put money back into the business. I, yeah. I don't need to worry about real estate. I don't even worry about crypto. I don't need yeah. to worry about the next, whatever, like the next fad. Like, you, you know, you know, your guy, Hormozzi, my guy, he mm-hmm. says the best thing you can ever invest in is the SME 500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of your own business yeah. too. That's yeah. still SME 500. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Cause you said with an agency focus on three to four niches. Starting right now, if you were starting over, which niche would you focus on? And what would be those uh, three to four niches? Like 2023, mm-hmm. right? Starting right now, what niche would you possibly If focus I were on? starting from today, knowing what I know, I yeah. would focus, even though there's a crypto winter right now, I would focus on Web3. I would mm-hmm. focus on Web3 infrastructure companies because none of them know how to do marketing. They've overraised a ton of money. And I know that space well, and I'm passionate about it. Yeah. So I would just focus on that. And then um, I would just focus on doing, you know, kind of the marketing stuff that I know because okay. they need that, yeah. right? They, they, I think they're all realizing that the, the, all the Web3 marketing, like all the PR community, like that's yeah. important. Yeah. But like true people that are trying to build in Web3, like they're using Web2 technologies, like yeah. Web2 audiences. Yeah. So just so I'm understanding, should somebody go learn as much as they can right now about Web3, even though this stuff is down, go spend that year like you learned so you can get fluent in Web3 and then start that agency around Web3? So I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying that that's what it, I would do if I was starting you. from scratch. Yeah, in general, yeah. what you would yeah. do. And the second thing is, right now, what are, what do you see right now that a lot of businesses, I still, most businesses need Facebook ads, mm-hmm. Instagram ads, YouTube. Like, yeah. I remember my first, when I first started running Facebook ads, I was running Facebook and YouTube. I was paying one agency $4,000 a month. I was paying another agency $3,000 a month, $7,000 to run my Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, hey, um, curious, um, how much time are you spending on my account a week? Mm-hmm. I said about an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm like, an hour? Yep. So $4,000, so just say yep. two hours a week, like, $4,000 for this YouTube. He said, I'm spending an hour a week on your account. Just checking something. I got to give them the money. Mm-hmm. I got to give them the creatives. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that's a, that's a good business to be in. Yeah. It's so that's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. Like if you're going to start an agency, <clears throat> you want to make sure the services that you sell, like you would actually pay for them. Yeah. Um, and so like, I don't know, like as long as like you're paying to four grand and they're giving you like, you know, three, four, five X, like a multiple mm-hmm. on it, then it's mm-hmm. worth it. Right. Like, yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't look at the, the hours as much, yeah. but um, I, this is part of the reason why like, I, I don't like most agencies, right? Yeah. Cause like the, the value, the, like you're sold this dream, but then you're not exactly given the value, right? So you have to make sure that you're not like 90% of the agencies yeah. out there. You want to be the top 10% yeah. where you how, over deliver. How? Yeah. So that, this is where you have to learn the art of, of client services. Right. And mm-hmm. so this is like, you have to learn how to under promise and over deliver. Right. So like Neil, like, Hey, like, you know, what do you need? How are things going right now? I just want to check in. We just onboarded last week. Right. Like what else do you need right now? What are your problems right now? What else? Are, like, even if I can't help you directly, like, Oh, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm having these problems with SEO right now. Uh, oh, I know a guy. I'm having these problems with analytics right now. I know a guy, right? By the way, Neil, like I also did this, this five minute video. I made it for you. I think we should be checking out these things, blah, 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 blah. And we're, mm. you just got to keep innovating, right? Yeah. Like I'm giving you ideas. So it's not stagnating, but also, you're not going to be able to solve most of them. You're just like, dude, can you just do it for me? And either I will make introductions or like, I will just do it. And that's what a true relationship is. It's not just, Oh, like you're paying me four grand a month. So I'm going to spend an hour and I'm just going to like click a couple, couple buttons. And like, that's it. Like that's the status quo. And that's how most people do things. Mm, that's powerful. Cause as you said, that, I'm like, I need to go check in back on several, several of our mastermind members. Like when, as you said, I'm like, I was yeah. ready to be like, yeah, 
create something where we're just checking in more. Yeah. Just Dude, there's some good deliver. questions here. Like it's like you know I do this with 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 uh, employees too. It's like every especially direct reports, like every like month or so, it's like, Hey, like, Neil, um, tell me how's, um, how's home life, you know, one through five mm -hmm. might say like three. I was like, like what would it make? What, what would need to happen to make it a four or five? Yeah. Like, and you say X, Y, Z. So I like know what you need. Okay. Neil, tell me how, how's work life two. I was like, okay, what would it take to make it a three? And I'm just understanding you a lot more. Like, how's your work from home setup? You know, two, two, why is it a two? What mm. do you need? Right. And then it's just like, I, I'm actually building a relationship with you and it's not a transaction. Yeah. And so you do it with clients, you do it with people that are close to you, you do it with your direct reports and it just goes a long way. Wow. Let me ask you this. What are, so, and we'll wrap up the agency talk in a second. What do I need in terms of team? Like who is helping it? Is it a project manager? Is it dealing with 10 clients? Yeah. Right. Cause I know you said you started off. I don't know how long you work by yourself. Be, who are the first people you begin to add on your team to yeah. be able to over deliver these clients? So I'll, I'll experience share here. So like yep. in, um, these groups, EO and YPO, they have this, uh, gestalt thing. Right. Yep. So, um, and what that means is you experience here, not, not give advice in this situation. So I, I remember when we were first starting out, the first key hire was a client services person that could do the work. So it's a paid media person. So he did the work, but he also managed the client and he was a crucial hire. Right. Um, and I still like, you know, give him a lot of credit to this day. Like without him, we wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah. Um, first domino default, like he believed in what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, the next one was, um, an executive assistant. Mm. Um, so she was good. She was working at Oracle before. Like she was like on top of things. She like, she looked ahead for me. Um, she was great. She had never been an EA before. The next hire after that was an operations person. He took a major gamble on me. He came from Australia yeah. and he just needed a job. Right. And like, I was like, Oh yeah, we have 15 people or whatever. We had like three, like full-time people. And like the other 12 were like contractors. Yeah. Um, and he had built like cultures, like people squads and all that. Like he, he carried the torch forward for the next two years. It was just like, we grew like a wildfire because of him. Cause he knew how to help recruit people as well. So I would say those three were the, were the, the key few for me. I would say in general though, probably EA would, would come first, yeah. but I, I, here's the key thing. Like, when I got that client services person, um, his name's Philippe. Yeah. I was able to then just focus on marketing and sales and nobody's going to be able to do marketing and sales better than the founder. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care if you're a SaaS company, you know, I don't care if you're an agency. So I'm writing all this down. <laughs> that operations person is, that's so necessary in every business. Yeah. So there's this concept of a, of a visionary and an integrator, right? So yeah. like, you know, I'm the Neil, visionary. you're, you're, you're yeah. for sure the visionary, yeah, right? I, I'm also the visionary yeah. too. But you need an integrator to make things happen because visionary is going to come up with ideas all the time, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. For every like um, five people, how many visionaries do you think there are versus integrators? For every five people in the company, you're saying? Every five people in general. So how many oh, are how visionaries? how many visionaries yeah. versus integrator? Uh, probably four. Four visionaries per integrator. Like you're saying, if five people walk yeah. in this room, yeah, yeah, how yeah. many are visionaries yeah, yeah, yeah. and how many yeah. integrators? Yeah. Because I'm thinking about my crew. You said of four. I'm going to say four. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. So it's really hard to find a good integrator. Yeah. And like once you find one, you better treasure the hell out of that person, take care of that person because like things just don't get done. Mm. So how do I find top talent? What are some things you've been able to do? You talked about Philippe. You talked yeah. about somebody else that ran the company for a few years. <clears throat> What are some things that people could do to start yeah. finding and acquiring and retaining mm -hmm. top talent? We'll start with the first part. Like you're going to hate this answer because it requires work. And like, yeah. I, I hate doing this myself yeah. too. Like, but like, man, when I get on LinkedIn and I'm reaching out to people, like, it's just like, 
the response rates are way higher. Like people are really interested. I get on the call with them. Like nobody's going to sell the company better than you can. Right. And so when it comes to critical talent, whether it's myself or like Neil's company, like, you know, um, Neil CEO, like Mike, right. You know, he's nice. Watching TV. He just be like on LinkedIn, reaching out to people. Like when I do that, like things just move and you find amazing people. Um, And so, that's that's such a generic answer, but like once you're able to say, hey Neil, um, you know we're looking for a paid media manager. Um, do you know of anyone that might be interested? Like literally, that's the line. Mm. And like depending on the role, it's like we're getting like twenty to thirty percent response rates right now, yeah. which is amazing. But I think I even heard on a podcast you say that statement. But did you add? I mean, I believe it's yours. Like if we hired them, we got something for you. Yeah. So or, I, I do this on LinkedIn. So yeah. let's say you're, you're big on like YouTube or yeah. LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. I'll say, hey, um, I'll tweet, who's the best paid media person you know? Um, if we make the hire, I'll give you three grand. I'll give you, and then I'll put in parentheses, 50% um, after you know a month, 50% after six months, right? Just so they're clear. Um, and like mm. so many people start responding and start tagging each other and then it just starts mm. to cycle. You just gotta make sure the money reward is, is high enough. Say that statement again. I want somebody to write yeah. that down. That's how you've so, top talent people. Yeah, so you, it's like, hey, um, who's the best role like paid media person that you know, who's the best paid media person that you know, tag them below. I will pay $3,000 um, if I end up making the hire, 50% after a month, 50% after six months. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I heard you say that on the podcast, bro. I was, man, this, I'm telling you. It works. You, what? It's I'm also worked. It's, it's also not worked before. So here's what yeah, happened. Tell um, us. Experience here. One time we, um, we put that out there and then um, we really needed like a sales rep, another sales rep, right? Yep. And, um, you know, we talked to like two people and this one guy, we ended up making the hire and he actually quit on the first day. Mm. Um, but we had to pay the three grand out. Right. So that's why we changed it to like, Hey, they have to stay for at least a month. Right. I like that. You never 50% know. 50% in a month. You said 50% in six months, 50% at one month, 50% at six months. That's powerful. Yep. See. And you're probably finding good talent that way. Good talent. Like yeah. there's people I have that are, t- that are tad for like, um, to recruit, to be executives. And they all came from like doing this. And so these people, like I'm going to tap them at some point. Um, and like, you just do this every now and then it'll be good. Jeez, mm, I'm about to do it. Cause I, I'm still looking for some new, I'm looking for a new COO. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Dude. I mean, here's another thing. Like, yeah. like the, this is, um, if you end up joining a group like EO or YPO, so I explain what those are. So, yeah. you know, these are like clans or guilds yeah. of like entrepreneurs. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, EO entrepreneurs organization is like, 15, 20,000 people worldwide. Yeah. YPO is like 20, 30,000, yeah. right? EO, you have a revenue requirement you need to join. YPO, there's a revenue requirement, like over a million, you know, over 13 million. Yeah. Um, and they have these forums where like, like one of them in YPO is called Great People, Great Positions. Mm-hmm. And like um, Brooke Castillo, the coaching um, yeah, the coach, I know, yeah. she actually, her COO posted in Great People, Great Positions and like all these people responded. Yeah. I posted something looking for a CEO and all these people responded. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I tap into your network, use LinkedIn, but like literally it's that. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I just as you're sitting there thinking, I'm like, I've not personally been on LinkedIn ever. Yeah. Like I've spent in my lifetime five minutes on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's a problem. It's worth dude. Once yeah. you start to figure out the organic reach is amazing, like yeah. professionals are there to do business. Like, what should I, I be doing on LinkedIn right now, even if I'm not doing it, if a team member? Yeah. Should, is it a certain amount of posts you should be doing? What are you doing right now on LinkedIn? Social not as much work. as I should be doing. So we okay. have a ghostwriter. Um, yeah. When I do write on LinkedIn, last year I had like a three-month spurt. Um, I got like 
4 million impressions or so, I probably could have gotten a lot more. Mm -hmm. But like LinkedIn, the organic reach is so good where like if you post something, you can get like, you know, four, 500, 600,000 views on it, yeah. right? Um, and then people start to follow you. And I know people that have built agencies off of LinkedIn. One guy's doing like 20 million a year right yeah. now. Took him like three years to do it. Yeah. Another guy, he's probably doing like four or five million. Took him like two years to do it. Yeah. And so I just think there's a lot of gold to mine there. And you're basically going to write like your takeaways. You got to write it natively on LinkedIn, your key takeaways, share knowledge, right? It can't be generic stuff. It can't be like, you know, you got to work hard. Like that. that's yeah. not going to work yeah. well, right? No um, motivation, real, yeah. real strategy. Real strategy, real data, like stories that only you have, right? Yeah. Like that's going to do well. Um, and I'm sure you have a bunch of them. Yeah. And like, if you don't like writing, writing's not native to you, then hire a ghostwriter to do it and test it out. Yeah, I got to do that. Uh, so we AI, AI's a lot is going on with AI right now. What are some things you are doing right now to leverage AI? Because again, it's going to be, I've been, I just wrote a whole book using chat GPT the mm. other day and I recorded a YouTube video yep. doing it. What are some things that, that you're doing or should people be doing in their space yeah. for AI right now. What was your book about? I wrote, uh, it was three tips for acquiring high paying customers. Interesting. Let yeah. me know how that goes later. I will. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's really exciting. I think ultimately. And I wrote it in like 30 <laughs> minutes, bro. There you go. I, I look, I had, I, cause it's all about the prompts, like asking, right. I had to come up with the, with the title of the book. Mm -hmm. I had to come up with the chapters of the book. And then I had every book written. I mean, every chapter done, yeah. 30 minutes all in. I love it. I mean, I, I just think it's the ultimate time saver. I think oh, it's man. like, to your point, like if you're using ChatGPT or Bard or like, you know, um, I think it's Edge on, on being like, it's, yeah. um, you're going to have to learn, humans are going to have to learn how to ask better questions. And I think that's good because we all ask stupid questions, yeah. myself included. Um, and so I I think, you know, when you look at ChatGPT, like there's crazy stuff. Like it, it you can use it now to explain like, hey, Tell me what this Excel sheet does, and then uh, tell me what. Tell me um, how to like um, give me the formula for calculating this return. Uh, but I want like a two percent yield, right? Like you can do this all for like investing, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we're our like our kids are going to learn how to like save a lot more time mm -hmm. and just get through things faster, right? Yeah. And ultimately, what matters is you know time is the most valuable asset, right? Our attention is the most valuable asset. So I look like what you're doing, like maybe it got you like eighty percent of the way there on that yeah. book, and you had to finish the last twenty percent. Yeah. We're doing that now with like marketing school um, because it's daily, right? So yeah. it's five to eight minutes a day. Yeah. How can we take the transcription, put it on Rev or use a tool like Descript, trans take that transcription, throw it into ChatGPT and say, hey, um, you know, make this a 1500 word blog post, um, add in some other data and, um, you know, boom, you get the 1500 word blog post. Then we send it through a human editor. Yeah. And then they're going to add data. They're going to add links. They're going to embed like a YouTube video to add more dwell time to the, the blog post. Yeah. And then like, that's it. But then we were able to output a lot more. And then coming back to SEO again, because our domain authority is so strong, we're going to publish a lot more. We're going to rank highly for a lot more things. And our traffic's going to go to, you know, could go up to millions, right? Yeah. So that's the game. Is that on singlegrain.com? We're about to start doing that. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you talked about it earlier. How did you acquire your first company? There's a lot of people listening, trying to figure out. Yeah. You you said, hey, 2014, you acquired this. Yeah. Who told you about it? Like, this is new, meaning acquiring companies yeah. is, that's not something we talk about every day. Like, now I'm, I acquire, I've acquired several things in the last few years, yeah. but that's not just a native thing to just acquire companies. Yeah. You know, like I, so the story with Single Rain was I was 26, 27 years old. Um, 
and I was brought in as the number two, the chief operating officer for Single Brain. I was working at a startup before leading marketing, and Neil had seen this, and Neil was like, hey, um, the startup, you know, I just had to like bet the entire company on YouTube ads, right? And it worked. We're about to shut down, bet everything, and it worked. Um, and then Neil's like, hey, like, can you come help this agency? And I wasn't interested initially. I was like, oh, agency, come on, I'm, I'm in tech. Like, I don't yeah. need to talk to agencies, yeah. right? Too good for that. Um, and then, but then I was like, I thought, I, thought, I thought about it. I was like, dude, like, if I can help save this crappy company, I think I can do a lot, right? So six months into it, um, the company wasn't doing well. I mean, it was a failing SEO agency. Um, Neil's cousin, Sujin, started it. Like, nobody's blaming each other. Like, we're all friends. We still talk to each yeah. other, right? Like, it's we, we kind of make fun of each other yeah. on, on it right now. Um, six months into it, Neil pulls me aside, and he's like, hey, like, it might be time to shut the company down. Um, there's no brand equity here. You should get out. As a friend, I'm saying you should get out right now. Um, so Neil... He's so blunt too, bro. Yeah, yeah straight up. You should get out. There's you. nothing here, yeah. right? Um, but So I ended up buying Neil's shares for $1 for 10%. And then his partner at the time, Heaton Shaw, um, really well-known in Silicon Valley, um, I paid a dollar for 10% of his shares. And the rest was seller finance. I didn't even know that what the term was, right? Wow. Seller finance. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll give you like, you know, a hundred grand of the company's profits. And then if it fails, I owe nothing. I didn't know it was just seller finance with yeah. the contingency, yeah. right? Um, and so like we did the deal. Um, my cousin who was the lawyer that wrote the, the terms and all that. And that's what happened. And I actually, I won't go to, into too many details, but I'll just tell you this, like, and feel free if you want me to go deeper, but the company actually went from bad to worse. Um, we dropped all the way down to one employee a year later. Wow, and, um, how? So, um, I was a dumbass. I mean, <laughs> so 27 year old, like, oh, I'm from tech. Like, look at me. Like, you know, yeah. I thought I knew everything, right? Yeah. And I read this book called Let My People Go Surfing from the Patagonia founder, right? Mm. Oh yeah, let my people go surfing. So he like, in the book, he's like, yeah, I don't show up to the office. You know, let my people go surfing. I go surfing in, in lunchtime. I was like, oh yeah, stop showing up to the office, right? Mm. And then like people started coming in late, you know, watching Family Guy during yeah. office hours and all like, everything fell apart, right? Um, and so you're not recommending that book. <laughs> no, it's still a great book. It's yeah, just, yeah. I took it too literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I think I've learned this lesson over, I've had to relearn this lesson, like trust, but verify, right? Mm. Like you gotta I just heard you there. say that earlier. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So trust, but verify it, Like it's, I just remember that. Like I'm like, man. Um, so anyway, outside accounting firm calls, we dropped all, all the way down to one employee and um, they're like, Hey, it might be time to shut it down. So it's like, you hear this phrase again, it might be time to shut it down. And I actually took a job offer at a company in Dallas that would pay me like 300 grand in salary, 350, I think, and then a million like bonuses, right? It's like mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. It's about to move to Dallas. Yeah. And- um, You said 300 in salary and a million in bonuses? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But then when I, I just, it didn't feel right to me, right? I was like, I can't do this. I'd rather see this thing burn to the ground than me take this job, right? Yeah. And so I think once you get that taste of entrepreneurship, yeah. I'd rather make the 50 grand a year to make the 400 grand yeah, a year, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I know. that's what happened, yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, we, you know, was fortunate enough to pick up like, you know, Philippe, Daniel, like, you know, Tiana, like those three, yeah. right, key pieces. And like, again, without them, like it wouldn't have been able to grow yeah. to where it is. What Currently, uh, how many people inside the agency and how are you keeping this thing growing? You mentioned a salesperson, I wanna know, are their role to go out and find these mm. customers as yep. well outside of how are, what are some things that people could do to acquire customers outside of SEO? Yeah. So we, your initial question, I have a number 50% in my head. Um, can you ask the question again? I just want to make yeah, sure. I just, right. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I hit you with three different questions. Like, so first off, um, 
I'm curious to not mean people run in oh, yeah, your yeah. company. So I have the number 50 because it's 50 twice. So it's, it's 50-ish people, yeah. right? And then um, our leads right now, uh, 50-ish percent come from, from SEO. Got it. Yeah, but to diversify, um, like 15, 20% come through podcasts. But you know what's interesting? Yeah. It doesn't matter if they come through SEO or not. Like our salesperson, and I'll answer your salesperson question. Um, I asked, this, I asked the, the head of sales, I was like, hey, like, what percent of the people that you actually talk to actually know who I am? Not like ego, right? I just want to know, like, how many of them have touched a podcast or to yeah, YouTube? Yeah. And he's like, 70%. I was like, whoa. Like, mm. so it's not it's not just SEO. It's like yeah. SEO and podcast. It might be podcast, then they search, right? So, um, and then for him, he doesn't go out there, um, the head of sales specifically. We, we have a sales team, but um, we don't really do much outbound. Um, we should, probably should do more. But um, all of it is kind of the, this is why I do the events, right? This is why I do the podcast. This is why I do the YouTube. Um, I just like bringing people inbound because yeah. I'm more um, I'm more introverted. Yeah. But here's the thing about agencies. If your work is so good, you are going to be able to crank the referral engine. And the referral engine should be bigger than like whatever marketing that you're doing. Like that's the dream. Because mm. that's when you know your work is damn good. Ooh, become yeah. so good that the referral engine yep. becomes yep. the marketing. Yep. Otherwise, you're just like, you know, typical internet marketers and no, no knock on them. They're really good at acquisition, right? Yeah. But they're not good at retention. That's it. And so you got to get both of them. You know, it's so crazy. Last year, I put so much focus on retention. Like I'm like, well, I'm good at acquiring customers, but... What happens if I keep all of the customers? Mm -hmm. So just say my masterminds yeah. at the time was $55,000. So if I keep, the goal was to keep 75% of everybody year over year. Yeah. That's a, just, just say on the low end, again, that's deal flow a lot. But let's say if, just say if a mastermind makes you $5 million a year and you keep that for 75% every year mm -hmm. without having to go get new customers, yep. that's a healthy Yeah. That's not a bad... It's a hell of a concept, right, to, yeah. to over-deliver. But, like, a, a younger me would have been like, oh, acquire, 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 right? But yeah. I think we get a little older, and it's like, oh, no, we should just, like, over-deliver and just do a damn good job. Yeah. Let me ask you, are you, what's your company, and I learned about, you know, possibly paying bonuses out. Are you... Do you do, you do that model where different departments, are you doing bonuses and mm -hmm. based on a company's growth? Yeah. So, like... Let's say you're on the paid media team, right? So yeah. you're running ads for people. So, you know, you might, let's say, Neil, you're running the ads. Um, you know, you're making like $1,000 a month. Well, um, sorry, the, let's say one client's paying $1,000 a month. Yeah. Let's say they up that to $11,000 a month, right? So it's like 10,000 plus 10,000. You might say, okay, Neil, um, we'll give you 10% on the upside past the base. So now you're making an extra thousand a month. So you're actually incentivized to work harder, right? Yeah. So it's incentivizing on the client revenue growth. Now, if you're on the operation side, you might get a bonus, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're like a key executive or a key employee, you might um, get like a, you know, phantom. I, we don't, this is above phantom equity. So there's actually like, this is written, like phantom equity, you can kind of like mess around with it a little bit yeah. and, and like people can, can get screwed. Yeah. Um, but this is actually written as a contract. It's like a like a stock appreciation rights, right? Um, but, you know, I actually have a document for this. It's called unit appreciation rights. So a guy that was just at the, the event, yeah. he did these stock appreciation rights, but you can do units, if you don't have like stock to give away. Right. Um, and that way they feel like a they're a lot more at peace and they're like with you and they're gonna, they're incentivized to fight because Munger says himself, right? Show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Mm. I gotta start doing more incentivizing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I, I put it in marketing. Well, yeah. I need to do it with the team more. Yeah. And yeah. then like, like, here's the thing too. Like um, one thing that we built in, like I, we, have, we call it incentive.soul. So we, 
if you fill out your time tracking on time, like th you track 30 hours a week by Friday, we will give you, you know, you're gonna get this award, this crypto award, right? And if you fill out the employee engagement survey on time by Friday, we give, give, give you this award. Our engagement rates after incentivizing people and the company on like these behaviors that we want have shot up like 200%. So 30 300%. hours, per, tell me these, cause I need that 30 hours per week, meaning you track how much work you've done. If you put in 30 hours by Friday, mm -hmm. cause it's, again, this is salary. This isn't just a 40 hour thing. This yep. is, you might work 60 hours. Mm -hmm. So, okay. One of your things you track is 30 hours per week by Friday. What's another track? The other one is like filling out the employee engagement survey each week. Right. So it's like, what does that mean? Tell me so what it's like, what, it's what, like Neil, questions? like how are you feeling one through five, right? Like what's the mm. most important thing you got done this week? What are you going to do next week? Right. What's the one thing we can do better as a company? What's one thing we should stop. Right. Wow. And then you're like high-fiving each other. Like there's a tool we use called, um, 15, five. So it's a number 15 and then you spell out five. Um, but like any tool that we have where there's software, there's an API, we run it through the software we have. And so we're able to track like who's actually really engaged and who's actually completing these behaviors that we want. And we're incentivizing them. Like we were paying people like $5 in crypto. Now we're trying removing those rewards and just having a leaderboard mm -hmm. to see if people behave better because people also don't like to be embarrassed in public. Listen, I was just mad. I didn't win the thing. Like I was <laughs> like, I want to be, I'm like, I like that slido.com though. It was yeah, like, it's good stuff, right? But it also makes when I feel like it made me, I feel like I could have did better, but mm -hmm. people prepare today versus yesterday because yeah. they knew they were going to go up there. Yeah. And you don't want to be last. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. So I need to do more because I noticed that about you do a lot of surveys. You're like you're pushing. Even this event was really yeah. geared around. This Leveling is what y'all right? want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, level yeah, yeah. Up. It was really yeah. geared around what the people wanted. Yeah. So I got to really start doing. Is, the, is it mandatory or no for that survey for them? It's... You mean for people to fill it out? You mean your staff? Is it mandatory to weekly oh, thing? Oh, it's um, like we'll start to call you out if you like stop filling it out for like, you know, three weeks in a row or whatever. Yeah. So it's just we need to see how like it's very easy to see who's not engaged. Like if you're just filling out each question with one word responses and like you're just like a three, 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 three the whole time, like we know something's up. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing with the staff to keep them motivated with? all these people not working in the office. What are some things you're doing? It's hard, man. I, I like, I'm an introvert and I yeah. miss the office. Like yeah. pre COVID we were already three, two, like we were like innovators. Right. Yeah. Like, um, but I, I, like, I think eventually I just want to go back to a model where it's like two, three, at least for people that are around me. Um, but you know, like I will say like our goal this year is to get people to everyone together, at least, um, you know, once, you know, like do a conference for everyone. But with my exec team, like we're meeting like once a quarter. Mm. So but like this is a relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Zoom, like you're a transaction. Yeah. I'm just ask you to do stuff. You're gonna ask me to do stuff. Like we don't really like, Yeah. you know what I mean? So your exec's meeting once a quarter. Got it. What, what happens during that meeting? Is that a day, two days? That's a two day thing. Yeah. And then we operate on this, um, this book called Traction. So yep, op yep. Entrepreneur's mm -hmm. Operating System. And we combine it with scaling up. So there's yep. two different methodologies, um, but we just talk through issues and then we, we do like, you know, quarterly planning, annual, annual planning, but also like we'll go out there, like we'll eat really good food. Like yeah. you know, we, last time we did it in Miami, like eat good food. We'll do ax throwing or whatever, like mm -hmm. some team building activities. Mm -hmm. um, and those just go a long way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, listen, man, thank you. Uh, this might, we gonna call this part one. I got to bring you back. Cause this, uh, I, I feel like we ain't diving enough. Um, but the game you gave over this 30, 40 minutes was just powerful, bro. So I appreciate, I appreciate it, it. E, so let everybody know uh, where they can find you, how they can tap. And again, I just got to do a plug, y'all. Leveling Up Podcast, Marketing School Podcast, two of my favorite podcasts on just game. If y'all want to learn.
learn every day for under eight minutes. No fluff, just a tactical thing you could do. Y'all got to listen to Eric Sue and Neil Patel's podcast. But go ahead and let people know where they can find you yeah. and how they can I mean, tap in. We're always hiring great people. You go to singlegrain.com. That's the ad agency. And then you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Eric O-S-I-U. Let's get it, bro. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Thank you. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>